What's up, Gen X? Welcome back. It is good to be with you. We have a lot of fun stuff to cover and discuss this week, so we will jump right into it. One of my favorite things this past weekend that I saw reminded me of our good old friend Freddie Mercury singing about how he likes to ride his bicycle. I don't know if you remember that classic, but I certainly thought of that when we saw our octogenarian president roll in on his bike and fail to get his right leg out of the clip or clip on his uh, pedal and promptly fell over to the horror of the uh, press corps in attendance. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> if you haven't seen that video, I highly recommend it because it is funny on so many levels, not the least of which being as they round the corner, Dr. Jill Biden in front of him has her helmet that she's wearing on extremely cockeyed and crooked. And it is, it's just so funny. Uh, the whole thing is so freaking funny. Then of course, all the memes that came after it. Oh, oh, they were, it was just chef's kiss. It was so freaking funny. It's worth it. Just, just for that, uh, just for that good stuff. And now on the series side though, it, unfortunately it's another one of those things that just projects weakness in our president our presidency and our country in general i don't know if they were trying to show that he's vibrant and good health because he's obviously not that i mean we've seen him frail and shaking and confused so many times maybe they were trying to do that you know remember when they would have good old slick willie jogging and 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 George W. Bush or H. W. Bush, I forget which, would you know on his morning jog. I'm sure Biden can't do that. He, he does not move along well, but he can ride a bike. Well, apparently not. <laughs> but again, it is, it is certainly just worth it for the memes by himself. But again, it, it does project weakness, and it makes you you know snicker a little bit when you compare it to you know, of all things Vladimir Putin. As as funny as that is when he has those pictures of him bare-chested on a horse or wrestling a bear or whatever the whatever he does. Um, it, that, that alone is funny for different reasons. But you have to admit, the optics of that certainly look better than our octogenarian president with a bike helmet falling over at a standstill. <laughs> good it's good stuff all the way around again maybe it's a you know distraction for all these other failures i mean they're they're pr proposing this cock and bull gas tax holiday because i mean they have no answers you know it, 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 this is something that would you know save the average american like 13 bucks a month and, and it's not even something that would save you money because it, these are commitments you know for road improvements and so on that are contracted that are obligated that we're obligated to pay in, in some level so it'll come from somewhere and it's just it's a distraction of course then he also in the same breath <clears throat> says that the you know gas prices are gas prices are high simultaneously because of putin's gas hike and also because gas companies oil companies are just charging too much for gas that's it that's what he said they're just charging too much for gas i don't know maybe he's just trying to prepare us for that second pandemic that he says is coming i don't know it's just so odd but we can at least take a moment to laugh because you know that's what we gen xers do well especially when things are are getting rough 
we just find something to mock and just laugh at it over and over and over again. And this is certainly worth your mocking and scorn. <laughs> so if you haven't dialed it up, I highly suggest that you do and you will not regret it. All right, switching gears. Um, there's an update to the Uvalde shooting in uh, Texas. It's kind of a business case for what we've always said to wait till all the facts come in before you start to draw some final conclusions. And of course, in the aftermath of that, you saw so much emoting, particularly on social media, you know, all these numbskulls and nitwits saying, you know, it could have been my kid, it could have been you know, your kid, but it wasn't this time, or we just need to do something. We need sensible gun care, and blah, 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 you know, all the predictable you know, word vomit that that comes when something like that happened without even knowing any of the facts, without even understanding the nuance and difference of, of each of these different uh, tragedies as they happen. But this is one that, as you, if you remember, we discussed a couple weeks ago that you know, outside from being tragic and sad and infuriating, as time has gone on and we learn more about the police response, uh, it it makes you even that much more infuriated. You remember we had mentioned the police chief, the school police chief, Pete Arredondo. We talked about him a, a, a bit ago. And as they continue to dig into this, his incompetence and failures seem to be coming more and more to light. And it's just, it's infuriating. It, 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 if you haven't read or seen the details of this, I promise you it will piss you off. It is infuriating. And not just for the all the political nonsense that it it opened the door to, but the fact that these innocent lives of these nineteen children and those two teachers seem to have hung in the balance and uh, he he seems to be responsible for at least more than zero of those uh, totals. It's just it's it's infuriating because they've been holding you know some investigations into it, and there's some uh, footage that was released, and it shows that you know police entered the building within three minutes of the shooter, and there are experts who said that this could have been stopped within three minutes of that piece of crap entering the building. Now, what I don't know is how many people were shot in that time. But I'm willing to bet that not all of those victims were. But it, it'll, it'll infuriate you when you see these, uh, the videos and the pictures of these officers in their, in their body armor and their ballistic shields standing down the hallway while this lunatic is in these two classrooms and just taking out his victims one by one. And there's even this one story that will, I guess my blood boiling, even just thinking about it much as talking about it. But one of the teachers who died in this shooting, her husband was a police officer. And she called him to saying that she had been shot and was bleeding to death. And her husband, being a husband and also a police officer who's trained in this sort of thing, was ready to go in with his weapon and help and try to attempt to save his wife. But this guy was stopped. He was, uh, he was um, not arrested, but he was, he was you know, brought aside and they took his weapon. They, 
they they uh my I just I my blood boils thinking about that poor teacher and that poor husband just desperately trying to after getting a call like that imagine what you would do and he was doing what what any you know husband would do especially someone who has that training and not only did they disallow him from trying to protect his wife or trying to get her in a place where he could possibly give her aid, give her some kind of final mess, whatever. But they, they take him and take his gun. It's just, it's infuriating. And it sounds like more and more <clears throat> this uh, Pete Arredondo continually gave the order to wait and to stand down. And as they investigated further, his the, the facts that are coming out are in direct conflict to some of his initial statements that he gave in the aftermath of this shooting. But he continued to give the order to wait over and over again for this an hour, for over an hour. He waited for backup. He waited for ballistic shields. <clears throat> he waited for SWAT. And he waited for keys to, to get into these locked classrooms, which were not locked. The teachers did not have the ability to lock these doors from the inside. The shooter would not have had the ability to lock these doors from the inside. How that fool didn't know that is beyond me. How he judged this to be a hostage scenario rather than an active shooter scenario is beyond me. And I am not a trained expert. I am not a police officer. I don't have any military background, but I cannot fathom how he thought this was some kind of a bank heist and someone took hostages to negotiate with. Boggles the mind. And this isn't even someone who was just police chief over the town. He was police chief over the school. They had training about these types of scenarios in March. This entire system completely broke down. And in Texas, of all places, and it's not New York, it's not LA, not Chicago, in Texas, boggles the mind. And in this post-Columbine era, you know, for the past 20-some years, Things changed after that, if, if you remember that, that horrific shooting in Colorado. And since then, experts in these types of scenarios advise that time equals death. Where prior to this, you would try to surround and, and contain and attend to any victims and, and try, to, try to extract the... the um, the shooter or, or the perpetrator that way. But when Columbine happened, things changed. And the approach of officers in these types of active shooter scenarios, especially in a school, is to take out the shooter as fast as you possibly can. That's the protocol. You don't administer any aid. You don't try to take cover. You don't try to find any type of of advantageous angle you go after him full stop and how this clown did i i i boggles the mind like i say and of course it even makes it worse that this tool 
gave political donations to Beto O'Rourke and Joe Biden. Not that that in itself is an indictment, but it kind of gives you a little bit of a window as to what type of coward this guy is. He deserves all the scorn. Apparently, he's just been placed on administrative leave. Honestly, the guy needs to be put in jail. And possibly some who heeded his order also need to be put in jail. I, I, I cannot fathom these people who, in 10-minute increments, heard gunfire after gunfire after gunfire and continued to wait because Pete Arredondo was worried that some of these officers could be possibly harmed. And yeah, you're right. Yeah, they, they could have. You know, that the, the, the kid was armed. They go into, he even did place a couple shots into the blanket shots into the hallway. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they, they could have been, could have been hurt. But those kids and those teachers absolutely were. Those kids and those teachers did not have weapons with them. They didn't have handgun. They didn't have uh, rifles. They didn't have ballistic shields. They didn't have any of that. But he placed the lives of those officers above that of those teachers and those children's children. It is just galling. It is galling. I I can't fathom what was going on in his mind. Now it's easy for me to say because I wasn't in his shoes at that time. I get that. However, I also understand that men like him, officers like him, are trained for this very thing. And much like that school security guard in Florida chose to hide and cower rather than face the danger head on. I mean, we're in a, a society where we expect people like that to run towards the gunfire. We call them heroes because we understand full well the danger that they face. And I'm somebody who more often than not will, will side on back the blue you know, they're the ones whose lives are on the line. They're the ones who keep us, are trying to keep us safe. Totally get that. But unfortunately, there are more and more cases like this, like at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas or George Floyd, where the bad cops seem to cause a lot more damage than you would expect that to happen. It just, it boggles the mind. And, and so much so that it kind of, wavers your back the blue sentiment, right? Because there are more of Pete Arredondos, I think, than we realize. There are more Derek Chauvins than we realize. I hate saying it. I hate saying it. Anyway, I've beaten that one to death a little bit more than it it, it probably deserves, uh, than, than Pete Arredondo deserves, but it's just, it's infuriating. It is so infuriating. And then knowing that, of course, Politicians are, are using that opportunity for self-aggrandizement and trying to pass further restrictions. And sure enough, it's happening in the Senate as we speak. You know, the Senate, much like the Obamacare bill passed in the middle of the night, are trying to ram through those red flag laws, those red updates to the red flag laws that are very vaguely and open-ended worded. And it makes me just distrust those in government that much more. I mean, they're going to have something that openly worded. I mean, has anybody in the government been known to abuse authority? 
I suppose if the answer is no, you're fine with these types of things. But the, if the answer is yes, like we mentioned with all those bad cops, you know, we're, we're, we're expecting them to keep us safe. I mean, they say in the wake of Evalde, Texas, we need to do something to keep us safe. Well, the something didn't keep those kids safe and those teachers safe. And you're expecting me to double down on that? Now, thankfully, the Supreme Court has just struck down New York's restrictions on concealed carry uh, permits. And, and, and now for the first time, acknowledging that the Second Amendment applies openly outside of the home as it does inside the home. So I'm not sure how much that will butt heads with these new red flag laws that they are trying to pass. But all I know is I trust myself a lot more than anybody in a position of power. And if you're wise, I would think you would as well. All right, next, the one thing I saw that's very, very curious, and I'm surprised it's not getting a lot more attention. Have you heard of sudden adult death syndrome? And I know those of us who are parents have all been terrified of SIDS, right? When your kids were at that little age, and if you're like me, you, you kind of crept up to the, the crib and you would listen to hear them breathe or you'd wait to see their chest rise. And sometimes you'd panic and you'd put their, your hand on, their, on them just to make sure that they were breathing because that was a constant, you know, constant uh, worry that you have of, of these you know, fragile little, uh, little infants. Because you know, SIDS is a real thing, and they're making some some breakthroughs on on some of the possible causes of it. But now, sudden adult death syndrome is now a thing, and we don't know why. And what's even more curious is we're not even permitted to ask why. Now, the knee jerk when you might say, "Well, it's it's because of uh, the COVID vaccines. It's because of mRNA." I, maybe I don't know. But what I do know is there an, there is an alarming amount of healthy young adults around the globe, particularly athletes, who are dying unexpectedly at an alarming rate. And we don't seem to be able to ask the question why. That would seem to be a worry for me. I mean, is this a thing now? Are we just going to be okay with it? I mean, just this past week, you had Jalen Ferguson, who's 26, played for the Baltimore Ravens, just died unexpectedly. He's the fourth NFL player to die unexpectedly this year. You had also this week, Caleb Swanigan, who was 25 years old, played at Purdue, was the Big Ten Player of the Year while he was there and had four years in the NBA. He died suddenly. Don't know why. I don't know if autopsies are planned on those, if that's going to show something. But you also had a case of Gwen Caston, who is 17 years old, the daughter of Sean Caston, who is a Democrat in the House of Representatives from Downers Grove, Illinois. His daughter, Gwen, died suddenly in her sleep. Her parents went into her room in the morning. She hadn't woken up, and they could not wake her. She had died unexpectedly in her sleep. Now, that is something that you say, and, and the official press release said she died peacefully in her sleep. You know, I'm sorry, that is not something you say about a healthy 17-year-old girl. It's just not. That's something you say about somebody who's 87 or 97, but not 17. And you're seeing it around the globe. A lot of soccer players in Europe 
all around the globe, these young kids, 30 and under, are dying unexpectedly, healthy, otherwise healthy. I mean, are we not even curious? Is there not some kind of commonality here? Blood pressure, prediabetes, I mean, anything, anything that could explain it. Or possibly a new untested vaccine. I'm just not, not saying that it is, but can we at least ask the question? Maybe if we ask the question, maybe we can rule out mRNA vaccines first. Let's do that. But it's at least curious. It's alarming. And I think something that's worth our time. But because of obvious reasons, we don't even seem to be willing or able to ask that question. And it's, I, I, I don't understand. Well, I guess maybe I do understand why. I mean, even just this week, the, the head of the WHO finally admitted that the lab leak theory is likely true. And your head explodes. <laughs> When you're here, this is something that for the previous two years, two plus years, would have gotten you banned from social media. And now the head of WHO said, yeah, I mean, lab leak theory. Yeah, yep, could, could have been, very well could have been. Oh, oh. I mean, things that we've been saying here at the water cooler for the past two plus years is now accepted by the head of the WHO. Because I was told that that made me a conspiracy theorist or my head was in the sand or that was even xenophobic or racist to suggest that this thing came from a lab and not some wet market. But now the WHO was cool with it. I don't know. Maybe they're listening to us here. Who knows? Now, last, along the, the more humorous lines, but also infuriating lines, did you see that seven staffers from the Stephen Colbert show were arrested in the U.S. Capitol for trespassing? Now, I've been told that trespassing within the U.S. Capitol is insurrection. Them's the rules. I didn't, that, I didn't make that rule. But them's the rules. So now I would expect that these seven, including Robert Smigel of the TV Funhouse on Saturday Night Live and, and uh, Triumph the Insult Dog, I believe they are going to be in solitary for the next 18 months or so. I mean, that's the precedent, right? That's what we've set, right? Ever since January 6th of last year. You know, that, them's the rules. I, I didn't make it. You know, but even though Adam Schiff admitted them into places they weren't allowed to go and into the offices of Republicans, they were arrested and detained because they were told to leave and did not and were later found trying to do their bit or whatever they had for the show. I, I think that means Stephen Colbert is also an accessory. And do we need to arrest that fool? I don't know. I can. I didn't make the rules. I'm just going by our precedent that we've had ever since the the pearl clutching from AOC and her running for her life. I mean, I I, I, I I'm just I'm I'm terrified that this insurrection happened. That this could happen by a guy on a TV show. I don't know. I know, and it seems like I'm being a little facetious, but you know, we did see this past week where abortion advocates are firebombing pregnancy centers and and those of of anti-abortion groups. So, I don't know. Maybe we we can't take anything 
for granted here. And we, and we should be a little more serious. I don't know. Again, I didn't make the rules. That's just how this stuff works now, apparently. I don't know. Anyway, ranted long enough. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in, in the coming uh, weeks. Some very interesting pending Supreme Court decisions that are going to be coming down. Again, the first very interesting one was obviously the New York law that was struck down that put severe restrictions on concealed carry permits. So see what kind of ramifications that has and if, if that has any, any ramifications on any red flag laws. I think it's kind of showing that if, I mean, if, if you're really serious about changing gun rights in this country, you need to amend the Constitution. You just do. You, you can't circumvent that process. But of course, you know it's not going to happen because not enough people would support amending the constitution for that so but but i don't know but that's not going to going to stop these leftists and these politicians trying to make it seem like they're they're doing nice and and when they're just trying to protect their own power but we also have the case that we keep an eye on of that uh ex-football coach in washington who was fired for praying in midfield after games and of course roe v wade i'll be fascinated to see what comes down for that if the votes hold if the opinion is close to what was leaked and of course if whoever leaked it is going to finally be outed and punished the way that they ought to be whomever it is uh, but we'll, we'll see we'll keep an eye on that interesting stuff coming up um although not the least of which being apparently this second pandemic which our our president has told us we have to look forward to so yay so maybe that's going to be around the november time frame when they're worried they're going to get destroyed in the midterm elections or maybe they're going to hold that off that second pandemic until 2024 but of course that's just the cynical gen xer in me we shall see but i'll see you next time and in the meantime have a good week and we will talk to you later a shout out and a rest in peace to tony saragusa and we will see you next time, or whatever.